Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And it wasn't like we were wearing push-up bras and like, mm-mm. I but like we, that you just did a hand gesture that put your hands right there thanks. in like melon mode. I went and got my boobs from my knees and I lifted, lifted them all the Hoisted them up. Right. Hi, I'm Rachel Bellow. I'm Suzanne Mushin. Welcome to The Big Payoff. Today we're talking about what is the source of women's power if we take looks and beauty out of the equation? And this and is, how do we ever do that? Really, really. Since every woman in every generation has been raised to believe that their outside appearance is either a source of power or a source of negative power if it isn't quite right. And we're seeing this all the time right now. I mean, look, for with Hillary Clinton out there, we have a huge example of a woman who's in a position of power and getting slapped all the time for how she dresses, whether or not she looks old, is she dragging, all of that. But I also think, Rachel, for you and me, this is a discussion and a debate we've been having with each other for a long time, and we've had a shift In the way we've thought about this question of what is the role of our outward facing beauty and and looks? Well, one of the I think the reason that that happened to us is that you and I, for different reasons, in different towns, in different eras, um, grew. I mean, we both developed a business development mode that was seduction. It wasn't literally seduction, but it was about seduction. And we were incredibly successful at charming whomever it was we wanted to get a deal from of some kind, charming them. And there's just no question that when you're in that mode as a woman, you're basically using all of the wiles of your female power without, of course, promising that you're going to follow through on that. Because if I'm not doing it at home, I'm not going to do it with you. <laughs> um, but but uh, then comes a time where you no longer really want to do that. You outgrow that, we hope. And then the question becomes, is my way of being, the way I dress, and it wasn't like we were wearing push-up bras and like, mm mm-mm. I like that you just did a hand gesture that put your hands right there in like melon mode. I went and got my boobs from my knees and I lifted them all the Hoisted them up. Right. Um, uh, it, It really suddenly becomes a question of, at a certain point, well, then what is my source of power and is 
dressing we we used to dress the way we dress oh, was yeah. very important and we started look so we would get really dressed decked out for meetings the whole thing but we started to struggle with it and i remember the person who it was we had a woman who we worked with she was a graphic designer and no makeup her hair was sh- cropped short shaved she's not, super stylish but super n- uh, not a drop of makeup nothing, nothing. her hair was n- uncolored and gray cropped i remember she said she was a swimmer and it was so easy to just you know go Come. swimming in the morning and walk right into the office and you and i used to have a real struggle with her to it, it because it was a, it was like looking in the mirror and going what There's does that mean about so us much if, effort that we would put in yeah so I then would look to the next generation and say, so what messages are being sent? Because we had a guest in the studio once and she had some gray strands of, of hair. And I remember, and she was young. And I remember saying to you, wow, that's so interesting. She doesn't color her hair. And you said, my daughters and their friends are thinking very differently about that whole function of absolutely coloring their hair and makeup and all of that they're celebrating when they get white hairs like it's so cool i'm like okay well you don't have a wrinkled face to go with it yet so just wait and see how or the feel boobs about. on the that you were just lifting yeah metaphorically <laughs> um, but but it, you know it is true that you and i have made a shift partly because i started to feel overdressed in every meeting and over done over self-conscious yeah. about my looks and it was like i i just don't and i don't know maybe there is also a culture there definitely is a cultural shift of people you know now it used to be for a while that you would just see jeans in like startups now everywhere you go so is jeans. this this is the question i want to ask and thankfully we have just the right guest in the studio to ask is is the next generation our girls out there today getting better messages, different messages about the way their looks play out in their world, whether that means success socially or success ultimately in the workplace, or are we still in this real battle? Because of course, in addition to all of those empowering messages, the run like a girl and, you know, the Serena Williams ads and all of that, there's also the over-sexualization of young girls. Thank you, Spice Girls. Thank you, Spice Girls. And so is who's going to win that battle? And thankfully, we have in the studio Kate Parker. So here's what I love about Kate. So Kate's a photographer and she her brand that she's shooting unbelievable photography under right now is strong as the new pretty. It's a hashtag. It's a meme. You can look at it. You can follow her on Instagram. But what I love is I was I didn't even know about Kate. Actually, I was drawn to the images first. I can't even yeah. remember where I saw them. I reported it on it on WGN and I thought, wow, I I hope this message is penetrating. And the question I have for Kate and we'll bring her to the studio in a minute is, is it? I mean, is is it really a, a normative shift that's taking place? Well, I mean, look, there's not? no hiding the fact that your looks at a certain point, if you have them, are a source of power. They are, but it's transient. I don't... You, if you get over attached, and I was just having a conversation with my younger daughter about this, she's aware that when she's all made up and stuff and she goes out, it's a real source of power. And she was like, Mom, I don't want to get like attached to that. I don't want to be one of those white knuckled older ladies who like needs to keep it up. Can I let it go later? It's a big question. That's not going to go away. So let's bring Kate into the studio. Um, strong is a new pretty. 
her work is unbelievably powerful, and it's really the point of view behind the camera that I yeah. think makes the conversation we're about to have so interesting. So we'll be back to the big payoff, talking to Kate Parker in just a minute. We're talking about what is the source of power for women if they stop focusing so much on the power that they get from their beauty, from their outward appearance, and whether or not that's actually a shift that's taking place in the next generation or or not. And in the studio today, we have Kate Parker, who is an award-winning commercial and editorial and fine art photographer. She's done work that's so powerful. The one, the brand that's out right now is strong as a new pretty, but what we know from talking to Kate is that she has a real passion and desire for reframing and rethinking conversations that are already out there right now and trying to look at them in different ways. Right. And reframing cultural norms. So one big cultural norm is that the way you look is the source of your beauty And it's so deeply embedded in our culture that she wanted to take a look at it. And boy, those photographs, which you've seen, you've seen the photographs, even if you don't know those are Kate's, you'll, you know, if we could just bring three of them up. We should look, we'll post them. We'll post them and you'll recognize them, but they're shocking and they are beautiful. She manages to make all of these different kinds of bodies and ways of being just stunning. Yeah. So Kate. Hi. Hey, thank you guys so much. Those are such oh. kind words. Well, so here's what I also was super excited about was the power of Instagram. So I have followed Kate for a long time. And re- well, first I wanted to buy a piece from you. Mm-hmm. And so I put a comment on. Oh, one you of wanted her- to buy one of her photographs? Yes, I I- that was the whole impetus for oh. this. Is I redone my office at home oh. and I wanted to buy a photo. So I put a comment on her Instagram because she's like 30,000 followers. So I knew just liking it wasn't really going to get her attention. I said... Um, I'm interested in buying a photo. And then you said, well, email me. And then we emailed. And somehow in that email conversation, we got into this whole conversation about her brand and what she's trying to do and her vision as an artist. And here she is. Yeah, that's crazy. Sometimes right? the way people get put in your path that so I didn't know great. what I needed, but I was like, this is exactly who I need to talk to. It was amazing. It was great. So what are you seeing through the lens of the women you're, well, first of all, talk to us about the women, the kinds of women you're photographing and trying to elicit the beauty from. Girls. Of. Yeah. Girls. Well, yeah, Strong as a New Pretty is all about trying to celebrate all kinds of girls and all kinds of beauty. And that honestly, every girl, I mean, as a photographer, I've shot hundreds and hundreds of girls and every girl has something special and every girl has something unique and every girl has something that I'd love to celebrate. And even the mean girls, even the mean girls, they, they're probably... I'm being serious about that because I... It's so interesting. They're hurt. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so it's a hurt people hurt people. Yeah. But you really are, and this is a real question, you really are able to find that special quality 
even what if they're behaving yeah. badly on the soccer field and they come off? Are you as from behind the lens actually able to capture something beautiful about them? Well, say like say they're acting, they're crying uh-huh. on the soccer field because they don't get enough playing time. Right. I think that's something the pain. Yeah, that I think that is you like you can find something beautiful in that and that allowing a girl to express her emotion and not saying don't do that. That's not acceptable. Uh-huh. You know, you're yeah. you're just by turning your lens on it, it's kind of allowing it to be okay. So what other kinds of beautiful women girls are you photographing? Oh my gosh. I've got I've gone across the whole country shooting girls. I've shot um female pilots. Um I've shot cancer survivors. Um, I've seen skaters, um, girls who are in the X Games. Um, the book and the project is sort of a mix of aspirational girls and just every, you know, like uh, regular everyday girls. So soccer players and musicians. And um, I feel like I've exhausted every possible sport. We have tons of athletes, tons of, you know, swimmers. And and you're not limiting the definition of strong mm-hmm. in that equation to sports. No, certainly not. It started that way because it started as a personal project. And uh, as a mom, I have two young girls. My girls are very athletic. Um, and so one of the things when I expanded the project to be the book, I wanted to make sure that every girl could find someone they that inspires them or someone they could relate to. So I didn't want to limit the definition of strength to athleticism because it's not. It's, it's not. It's and in kinds. fact, I had this very interesting experience with one of the photographs I saw of yours. So you took a photograph of an amputee, of a woman who's helicopter, girl. a girl, a, a woman. She was a soldier in Afghanistan. Oh, no. Um, she's she's 12. So she's a, yeah, she's a young girl. Yeah, she's a girl. Yeah. I thought her helicopter crashed in Afghanistan and that that's how she lost her leg. No, no. She was a cancer you know, survivor. You're, you're confusing that with on Mary Alice's glam yes. for good. I thought that was your photograph. No, no, no. Mary, I oh, okay. shot. Yeah. I shot okay, for okay, Mary okay. Alice. So I've yeah. seen both of them. Yes. I've seen both of them. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at this girl who has an amputated leg mm-hmm. to which a foot has been reattached. Or yes. Right. And it, I fla- immediately flashed back to when I was... 11, 12, my sister and I used to go over to a friend's house whose father was a dentist and we would, this was like uh, our porn was to look at these dentistry books of freakish mouths and like gums that grew out over their eyeballs and like, and we go, oh my God. And it had this very stark light because these are medical photos and we were just fascinated by that. So my very first reaction was like a sort of horrified fascination feeling that felt like, oh God, I remember this feeling of like, look away, look away. But the more I looked at it, and it wasn't just the lighting, it was the feeling that came out of the photo that you must have elicited from her in the room was so beautiful. She was so serene yeah, and and, and owning her own condition in a way that was more like not, yeah, it's a disability and I'm owning it, but more like this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Grace um, was so amazing. She's um, 12 year old, had um, cancer in her femur. So they removed her femur and it's called a rotation plasty, I believe. And where they bring your heel up and turn it so that the way I, I think, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm obviously not. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Probably saying exactly right, but it gives her... A knee joint. Yeah, it gives her mobility. Yeah. And but it um she was amazing and her her quote to me, because I, I talked to her before I shot her. I like to, to get to know the girls and kind of want to know her story. And her quote was that I'm not what happened to me, I'm what I choose to become. Mm-hmm. Which as twelve year old for what she went through, like I do not yeah. I do wonder, and it would be amazing if this were true, if her parents have been saying that to her to such a point that she's owning it, which is mm-hmm. really a powerful potential mm-hmm message to parents of yeah. because it's not just your kid with a disability that's yeah. the extreme case right i i'm also wondering how do you get you you have special access you you're behind a lens what are you seeing behind that lens that you think those of us who may be quote literally and figuratively further away aren't seeing about this generation of girls at the beginning of the show we were saying it feels to Rachel and me like there's this epic struggle going on between the lure for young girls to go over there and be sexualized and you know pretty 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 and on YouTube and showing how to put on their makeup and curling their hair and then the revolution that you're a part of, which is Strong as a New Pretty, which is, um, you know, Run Like a Girl, all of the movements that are attempting. Even I just saw yesterday, Allison Williams from Girls has done this um, shoot for Keds. Mm-hmm. It feels like every advertisement right now is attempting to pick up this other message. So what do you see from behind, behind the camera that maybe the rest of us don't? Yeah, I definitely feel like I get this privileged access into like snippets of people's lives, of these young girls' lives, which is amazing and um, kind of a responsibility. And I feel like I have to capture that accurately and authentically. But the girls I honestly have seen don't ask me to see what is on the back of the camera. That's they so, don't, so they don't come up because no, you're they don't. And, it's, let me look, let me and I do. I do. I ask oh, yeah. that. And they are, they're not saying, like, they're not making sure that they don't look fat or they are what, they didn't really seem to care what they're wearing as long as it's okay for the photographs, you know, because I say no logos or whatever. But it's been, and and I've shot like rowers and cheerleaders and um, musicians and girls that are in rock bands. So it's not just the... Certain athletes, athletes right. that are that are I, I think whoever I'm shooting is probably doing the thing they love the most, their passion. And oh, maybe chills. that's maybe that's, that's what, their beauty. That's how they feel strong. Well, and, you know, that that well, is that's, um, that <clears throat> is a big, deep. I just want to pause on that for a second because. Wow. I think that that insight that if you're doing the thing that you love, 
the rest floats the away. The rest floats away and mm-hmm. that your outward beauty will appear. I mean, how often do people tell us, um, you know, are you okay? Do you, do you look okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not well. And they, what you know is that inside, it's not that you Suzanne, feel like... Suzanne, remember when Peggy, who worked for us, yeah, who was not happy doing what she yes. She was in the wrong job, right. right? And we didn't know, but she had actually gone and gotten another job. Her dream doing job. Her dream job. Oh, okay. okay. So she comes to work the next day. She's about to tell us that she's found her dream job and she's going to do that. And all we, she walked into the office and everyone went, Ooh, God, you look great. beautiful. What? And she had done nothing, nothing to her outside appearance except happiness. Yeah. She's joy. It is, it's so transformative the way you feel. But, you know, I also, I, I want to just say for a second that there's a cultural commentary piece of this, that if people understand that it's not cool anymore to talk so much about how a woman looks... Okay, so when Donald Trump said that about Carly Fiorina's face, right, and the backlash on that, Mm -hmm. which I don't think would have been such a backlash even 10 years ago. If you don't hear the commentary that, by the way, I did hear in my house all the time, every time a woman came on television, my mother would go, isn't she beautiful? Or I don't know how she got that job. She's not a track. It was a constant running commentary just on women, by the way, just on women. Yeah, yeah. About how they look. And, and if that starts getting pushed back, right, then girls won't have that in their ears so much. That's part of the problem. Do, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm looking at Kate thinking, do you feel hopeful I mean, is because I'm assuming that you're going to say yes, because what you see behind the lens, as you just said, if we just follow that bouncing ball and say Kate is in situations where she is going to a place where girls are being their best selves or Mm -hmm. a version of themselves where they're truly happy, Mm -hmm. um, then you are seeing girls who are embracing other definitions of being Mm -hmm. beautiful. Now step back from that. Do you actually think that this is happening? Yeah. Do you have hope for your daughters that they're going to live in a world in which Rachel's mother is being shamed? <laughs> Please say that it's good. I don't have to wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hopeful. I feel like my worldview may be not the whole thing. You know, may, I may be seeing a very positive side. And honestly, that's part of the reason that I want to do the book because the girls that I shoot for this book have encouraging parents and have parents that are not my mom. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. No, Oh, I <laughs> no. hope she never. but we do to see the moms. I mean, that's the thing. I, you know, when we talked about the mean girls, you know, the mean girls, I would say in about first or second grade, oh, yeah. it hasn't fully blossomed, but you can point yeah. to them and right. just go, Rachel actually once asked my children, they couldn't have been more than four and seven. And she said to them, so, guys, who do you think from your class is going to go to jail? Okay. And they were four and seven. <laughs> and they, without blinking or even asking her what they meant, what she meant, they both named names. Yep. Okay. Funny. Spot on. Okay. Those kids, one got kicked out of school, like got into some bullying fight on the playground. Three years later was expelled. One of the girls that my daughter named um, got into a lot of drug issues. I swear to God. So I'm just saying, I think that, but part of that is, well, mom, you know, so I, when we come back, I actually want to spend a minute or two just talking about 
how is our generation as mothers, as role models, are we, what is ours to do? What should we be doing? What can we be doing? Because we can't just leave it out there because we're all being influenced. Well, it's not, the point is it's not just happening. We're happy to make it happen. Right. What can we do? Okay. Uh, Let's take a short break and we'll come back in just a minute. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. And I pity any girl who's in me today. I feel charming. Oh, so charming. It's alarming how charming I feel. And so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. See the pretty girl in that mirror there. Who can that attractive girl be? So, Kate, we are having this conversation that we that I hope is optimistic. I mean, I, I do actually feel more hopeful than I did at the beginning of the show. Oh, that's good. I do. I think if you had asked me, you know, 20 minutes ago, if I thought that the next generation, if the young girls today were going to find their beauty in the ways you're talking about, I think I would have been more cynical. But we just got to the conversation about, okay, so moms... And other influencers who are role models in girls' lives. Cultural messages. Messages, because you've got Kim Kardashian out there who, you know, say what you want. We had a woman in here, Radhika Jones, who's the editor of Time Magazine, chooses the person of the year, who said, wow. runner up to Angela Merkel, Kim Kardashian. What? Yeah. 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 So say what you want. Because they but... don't make a, they, it's just simply about the influence that someone oh. has on a culture. Yeah. And it, it really was. Okay. So thankfully, Angela Merkel won out as strong yes. as a new pretty. She's probably a better face of that. She's, well, she's not. Okay. But see, that's. Oh my God. I almost did it. I almost did it. Did you hear that? I was going to say, yeah. Well, she is strong. Is your mom here? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, she is. So, Kate, what is it that you, what is the message for us, for moms and other people who are in and around these girls every day? What What should we do or not do? Well, I mean, I think, I think you, you have to, you model for them. So I think you have to, like, I have to catch myself and not say, you know, oh, no, I look terrible or, oh, like, you know, I think it just. I think those are the small messages. Like we, I think any responsible parent is going to let their kids know that, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. Beauty's from the inside. But I think what they really pick up on what is they see. Yeah. What they see, what their mom does. Does so their mom, true. mom say no dessert for me? Does there, you know, is their mom you know <laughs> I'm I mean? cringing? Like, yes, I do all the time. Well, and well, they definitely, that, you know, they you definitely have... say that they yes. definitely say that about us, about the, about the food. The other thing is, at a certain point, they watch how you age. Mm-hmm. They watch how you feel about aging and how you let go of a certain. Kind are you of graceful? Thing. Are, are you, you graceful yes. about it? And it's hard. It's, yeah, but you like, really you have to watch you yourself. Preach? Yeah, you know, here's, it's hard. Here's the wisdom that came from my 14 year old son. I was on my way to a reunion to a Teach for America summit. 25 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is very possible that a good number of those people I will I would not have seen. In 25 years. And I was saying to my son in a moment of kind of panic, do you think I look old? I said it to him out loud. I said, do you think when I walk into that room, people are going to think, oh, Suzanne really looks old. And he said, compared to what? He said, well, if you do, they do too. Yeah. 
so it's not really about yourself now versus your 27-year-old self, right? It was so wise. Yeah. And I thought, A, I shouldn't have had the conversation with him at all because <laughs> it sent all the wrong messages. But B, it is so true that social media forces us to compare our realities. We just had a guest say this on our, our show. Our realities to people's you know, Photoshop selves. And that's yeah. true for girls too. But we can't let that actually become the narrative in the house then, because yeah. then we're just taking it off social media and making it. Yeah. Because the real, real answer to the question is, I don't know, mom, do you feel old? Ish. I mean, well, I don't know. That is the real question. It is the real question because what, I mean, I, in fact, I just had an encounter with a guy who's running a company who's 77 and he travels the world and he's totally intellectually curious. And in the very first time you see him, it's always like, whoa. And then you forget it in four or, minutes. Yeah, forget it. True. Because he's so engaged and he's so on fire. So watch ourselves. That's what you're really saying. We have to be better at modeling. So it's more about what we do than what we say. Yeah, I think for sure. And I think our kids have it tougher than yeah. we did because we didn't grow up with social media. Right. So I think also just saying what you said to them, like that, you know, Disney stars or whatever, that's photos, you know, being right. honest and like every that's everybody's best day. Oh, the airbrushing yeah. is, is a whole yeah, other it's conversation. Not, it's uh, not real. And I don't think kids under kids can understand what right. that is, you know? Right. Okay, I'm feeling hopeful, and I'm now going to go put some makeup on because I feel like I need to freshen up. It's okay. We're going to airbrush the shit out of these photos. <laughs> Kate's going to do that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be back to the big payoff. Kate, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. We'll be back thanks. next week. Join us next week when our guest will be Adrian Granzella Larson, editor-in-chief of The Daily Muse. If you enjoyed today's show and want to hear more from Rachel and Suzanne, you can follow them on Twitter at Big Payoff Radio and like them on Facebook at The Big Payoff. Our theme music comes from Penthouse Suites. Hear more at penthouse.com. You can download past episodes and rate, review, and subscribe to The Big Payoff at iTunes or through the Acast app. You can always find us online at bigpayoffradio.com.